What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his living room, wearing his glasses, looking smart and spiffy, is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody. Hey, everybody. What is going on? Thank you guys so much for joining us. Yes, these glasses may make me appear to be smart, but I beg to differ. That is not the case. These do not have any sort of smart pills behind them. Still just dumb old me. Anyways, we appreciate you guys joining us. Um, Please enjoy this episode. We got some Laker talk and some Raiders and also some NFL playoff matchup previews. So stay tuned and please enjoy. All right, guys, what's going on? Uh, excited to be back. Another week of Drew Code Sports Talk. Um, I felt like last week was really good, and we're going to continue that this week. We got a whole lot of stuff to talk about. Obviously, the NFL playoffs are continuing, and uh, it's going to be the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship on Sunday. Uh, both games are on Sunday, so that'll be a fun, fun Sunday to to watch for sure. So. Excited about that. We still have Raider talk. That's right. There's still stuff (laughs) going on with the Raiders. Uh, Absolutely insane. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, And then also uh, the Lakers are continuing their run. Uh, You know, they did lose to the Warriors. So we're going to kind of talk about specifically that game. So a lot to talk about. Super excited. But uh, before we get into all of our sports talk, which is why everyone's here, uh, and probably no one cares why I ask this all the time, but Cody, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing really good, man. Really good. Uh, we actually got to spend some time together this weekend. So, and, uh, the wives Shh, also got together. So don't, don't worry. That. We were all safe. <laughs> Anyways, it was a lot of fun. Um, you yeah. demolished me in cornhole. So it was, uh, it was definitely a lot of fun. So, well, you won uh, a couple of games, uh, out so of fun. like maybe 12 games. I think I won maybe two. <laughs> so it was, it was definitely not that good, and uh, but it was nice though. We got to finally hang out. Oh, also another little fun fact: I beat you. Actually, I demolished you in fantasy basketball. So you did not demolish me. First of all, uh, second of all, um, yeah, you beat me. I I have five guys on the IR now from that. Are, week. are we are we making excuses this time? No, no, because okay. I only had one, <laughs> and then after this week, I've had five guys on. It's mostly. I think I've. I think it's three guys I have because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So they, you can put them on the IR for that until they come back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, right now I'm up to five people who have the O next to their name, which is always awesome because basically I have CJ McCollum and they're like, well, he's going to be in a walking boot for a month and then we're going to see where he's at. Like they have no idea when he's coming back. They're just like, uh, in a month we might know more. They're like, don't and, expect him. <laughs> yeah. And then Danilo uh Gallinari from the uh from the Hawks, uh, he's been out basically all year so far. He played like one game and then uh he got injured. And so like actually today I I activated him because they're like, Oh, he he should be a go for Wednesday. He'll probably have minimal minutes, but I was like, Hey, I need him. Cause like half of my team is hurt right now. Right. So I, um, I put him activated and they're like, Oh, he's not going to play. They're going to err on the side of caution. They're going to sit him one more game. <laughs> and then I have Jonas Valanciunas who all like randomly in one game, they like pulled him and he never came back and they're like, Oh, we don't know why. So I was like, Oh great. He probably has got COVID. 
Um, and I don't know if he tested positive or if he was like in close contact with someone. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I have that going on and they're like, Oh, he might come back on Wednesday. Actually, I probably should check it right now. Cause I think I did activate him. Um, who's my other guy I have on, I, dude, I have so many. It's ridiculous. I have, oh, I said CJ McCall. Oh, Jason Tatum. He's the oh, other one. He's, right. Yeah. He's, uh, he's been out since God, almost uh, a week now. Yeah. He was uh, my Miles shining Turner. star. Miles oh, okay, Turner yeah. got injured and he was supposed to come. I'm sorry. He was the one who was supposed to come back today. They're like, it looks good. And I'm looking right now. Didn't play. So that's awesome. Anyway. So fantasy basketball right now. And I'm pissed because Monday Brad called out of work. Uh So I covered for him and we were so busy. I wasn't able to check my lineup. Uh And so I had 39 points from Vujicic uh, from Orlando on my bench. So I'm really pissed off at Brad right now because not only am I losing right now, but I lost 39 points as well because he uh, he was busy throwing up at home. So your um your fantasy luck is continuing from football to basketball. It's uh unfortunate yeah, almost. Dude, COVID is just terrible. And you're you're playing my daughter right now, and you're kicking her ass. Well, and... to be fair, she also forgot to check her lineup yesterday because she had like over a hundred and something points on her bench. So we would actually be yes. tied at this point. But mm. she she didn't check her lineup yesterday, so I don't know. You're almost up 300 points right now. You have a full lineup except for like two people out, and she's got like four or five not playing today. So yeah, I'm I don't know what it is about fantasy basketball. I do I do that so much better than any other sport. But yet last year <laughs> when we started this, I was like 14 and two, and then COVID hit, and Diego was ahead of me at the at the very end. So technically, he beat yeah. me that week. And I was like, I was like, I think within like 10 points or 20 points or something to take the lead. And we had like three games, we had like three days to go. And then of course, COVID shuts down the NBA fantasy basketball and it shows that he beat me. So, yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta, um, I guess go with it really. But, um, yeah, man. Yeah. You, you beat me and I was a little upset because I knew my team was good enough, but with Tatum being out, that hurt me. That was the one that really hurt me. Um, Gallinari, I I wasn't really too worried about. And um, yeah, I mean, my, the rest of my team did pretty well. And then McCollum got hurt that, that week too. So, I mean, I just wasn't my week and, Oh, I, that's right. And Levine who has Mm -hmm. been really good this year, he had one game where he only got like 15 points uh in fantasy and i was like god dang it levine the one time i needed you to get like your normal 30 you get me 15 you give me half of what i needed (laughs) so yeah that was frustrating but oh well enough of all that fantasy stuff uh that's a little fun thing that we did yeah dude it was super fun though uh that you and i got to uh got to hang out it had been god for what four months yeah so it had been september was the last time we hung out that was for your birthday and then other than seeing you on zoom that was like the last time and then before then it was actually i think in february because that was we had we had a a social distance hangout i want to say in june or i want to say before my son was born yes it was definitely before your son was born because i think you guys were like 
I think you guys were like a few weeks away from the due date. So you guys were like on like the edge, like majority of the time. And we had some social distance beers and yep. it was a nice Sunday. And yep. we talked about that for like three months up until we were able to hang out again. And <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been pleasant. I mean, before we used to be able to get together every other weekend, but yeah, COVID we've trying to be a little, little bit more safe and uh, more responsible. Yeah. yeah, make sure everyone's safe and good, especially with the new baby. We're trying to make sure that you guys um, don't get sick or he gets sick. So we're definitely trying to do our best to, you know, keep our distance to protect you guys. So, yeah, and we appreciate you guys doing that. And I know you guys appreciate us not to, not messing with you with your stuff as well. So, all right, enough of that catching up to do. Uh, we got some sports to, to talk about, Cody. Um, that's kind of why everyone's on here. Probably people fast forward through this. So that's well, that's whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, I hope you can't hear the uh, plane that's flying over my house. <laughs> it's, it's like, it literally sounds like it's over my house. Like, uh, uh, daily basis. Anyway, um, just wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, what we saw this past weekend, uh, in the NFL playoffs. Uh, some really, really good games. The Chiefs and Browns game was super interesting. Um, that was a crazy game. Obviously, the the injury with Patrick Mah- – well, I guess the two injuries with Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. uh, made it a really interesting game. Um, possibly the final game that we saw from Drew Brees uh, and, and against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Aaron Rodgers against the um, Los Angeles Rams. And then uh, the Buffalo Bills um, kind of demoralizing the Baltimore Ravens in a sense. So, mm-hmm. uh, man, there, there was quite a bit. Um, but let's look ahead. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into kind of some of the stuff that we saw last week. But, Cody, the first game is going to be the NFC Championship. That game is going to be on Fox at 12.05. So set your timers on Sunday, everyone. Uh, It's going to be the Green Bay Packers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is in Green Bay. This is actually the very first postseason meeting between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, that makes sense because Aaron Rodgers is in the NFC and Tom Brady is in the AFC, so they would have to meet in the Super Bowl for that to even be a stat. Um, So, Cody, um, you know, who do you think is going to win this game? What are your expectations for this game and, and why? Well, I think for my expectations for this, I think I'm going to side with, I think the momentum's going to roll with Green Bay. Um, they're the number one seed in the NFC. They obviously handled uh, the Rams with basically almost a number one ranked defense in the NFL. I think they're ranked yeah. number two behind the Steelers. And anyways, Aaron Rodgers had his way with him. Nobody can stop Devontae Adams, and he was spreading the ball around. Um, Aaron Jones looks pretty good. Obviously, if they focus more on a balanced run pass, it would be a different story. But, you know, I know that you're really crazy about Tampa Bay's defense. I'm not so high on them, to be honest with you. I think they got really fortunate playing a, a very old and broken down Drew Brees, and that's what made it easy for them. But I think them going up against Aaron Rodgers, who's quite possibly the most talented quarterback that we've seen. I mean, arguments could be made that, you know, Mahomes and Rodgers are on the same talent level. But I think for the most part, I think I like this matchup with for Aaron Rodgers. I think he'll he'll do really well against this Tampa defense. And, uh, you know, I think they're going to score a bunch of points. Um, I think Tom Brady is going to show up for sure. He always does in the playoffs. And 
I I see like it being a high scoring shootout type of game, but I think Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day pulls it out and represents uh re- represents the NFC in the Super Bowl. Um sorry, there's like jets going over my house right now. <laughs> so I'm like, come on, seriously. Um yeah, you know, you're right. I, I have been very high on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. You're absolutely right on that. Um, but with what the Packers did, now I, I do want to shout out Jared Goff for being injured. He looked he looked good. Um, you know, I wouldn't say he looked great. I wouldn't say he was it's kind of hard for me to say he was good. I, I want to say he's okay. He looked um, but good he, for a quarterback that was three weeks away from thumb surgery as well as you can be at that point you know exactly he looked better than he did in the last week game so um you know i i was i was quite impressed because it was it was not you know warm in green Mm -hmm. bay um and um you know cam Akers was running rampant and i think maybe that kind of helped uh goff uh play a little well so that's kind of the what i am looking for if the buccaneers really want to win the game ronald jones Leonard Fournette really are going to have to start getting, you know, that momentum going forward. They're going to have to set the tone for the Buccaneers. Yes, we know Tom Brady, you know, uh, he's the GOAT. He's, you know, he's got six championships. Yes, that's, he, he does. You're right. Not questioning that. But there was a couple of throws, and you were over at my house. He made one throw where um, at first we thought it got picked off. He threw it really low to Chris Godwin, and then – at first, I was like, man, why did he throw that? You kind of saw what he was seeing, mm-hmm. and he wanted Chris Godwin to do. And it kind of made me concerned, honestly, because Chris Godwin and Tom Brady have had a really good connection all year long. But in this postseason, they just don't seem like they're on the same page, and Godwin mm-hmm. isn't making the big plays. Mike Evans has stepped up a little bit more than Godwin now. Uh, Gronk has been kind of almost non-existent. Uh, Cameron Brait was the leading receiver for the team uh, last week. Um, Antonio Brown, I'm glad he's hurt. I hope he's out. Um, (laughs) um, But, I mean, in all seriousness, this Buccaneers team who's, let's be honest, they're stacked offensively and defensively. This team is stacked. But they have an issue right now of not all being on the same page. And you're exactly right, Cody. I I couldn't agree with you 100% more um, that the Buccaneers are lucky they ran into the New Orleans Saints. A Saints mm-hmm. team that where Drew Brees is not the same. He's not the Drew Brees that we know. And mm-hmm. it's okay to say that. That's it, it bugs me because, like, you and I, we were talking when we were hanging out. I was like, Drew Brees, he needs to retire. He just needs to retire. He's not the same quarterback. And you're like, yeah. And it's just funny if you say that like on Twitter and, you know, you look at uh, Twitter, you know, if you say that to someone's face, they're like, well, Drew Brees is so good. It's like, I'm not saying Drew Brees was not a good quarterback. He's a Hall of Famer. There's no question in my Mm -hmm. mind. But this year he has actually, honestly, in my opinion, the last two years, he has not looked good. Well, the two major injuries that he's had. So outside of his elbow injury, the two biggest injuries he's had was his broken thumb last year, which took him out for a considerable amount of time. That's why Teddy Bridgewater had some game time action in which, by the way, got him his Carolina contract. And then also, too, the multiple fractured ribs that he had this season that had Taysom Hill in there. Um, And we basically saw that Taysom Hill is not a number one quarterback. He's 
a specialty yeah. weapon and he can just conveniently throw, but he's definitely not the quarterback of the future for the saints. And if they are, <laughs> they're taking a step backwards for sure. And you know, it's funny as I was, I was listening to the bill Simmons podcast earlier this week, actually on uh, Monday morning. Uh, Cause he, he records uh, after the Sunday games. And uh, it was funny because him and cousin Sal were saying, uh, the best quarterback in the Tampa Bay and uh, Green Bay, uh, Green Bay, because I'm looking at it right now, Tampa Bay and New Orleans game was Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, they're like, man, he was he was perfect, hundred <laughs> percent completion. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, but I mean, in reality, he looked like he was the best quarterback on the mm-hmm. field. Granted, I mean, he didn't throw as many times as they did, but I mean, uh, you know. Tom Brady, he looks better than Drew Brees. I don't think that's a question. Right. Uh, Drew Brees looks done. You're exactly right. With all the injuries that he's had accumulated, um, what did we expect? I mean, uh, for the most part. And that's why I said I, I want to see him retire. Like, I want him to still have – because it's kind of the same as Peyton Manning. Like, Peyton Manning, It obviously he was done. And he was – luckily, he was on a team that – um what had a lot better of defense i think had better weapons offensive weapons when he was there than what drew Brees has drew Brees has right now a broken down michael thomas i don't think michael thomas has been 100 percent all year long mm-hmm. uh alvin Kamara has probably been the best player but he has been injured in and out this year um that offensive line is not the offensive line that drew Brees um had when they won the super bowl mm-hmm. um you know the defense I know a lot of people are really high on this defense. They have a lot of good players, but this defense is easy to figure out. I've noticed that all the time. The Drew Brees teams have to they have to score at least 25 points a game. And I I mean, yes, you could probably make the argument that a lot of teams have to, but you don't want to have to always score 25 to win. Mm-hmm. You want to have some of those games like, you know, the 10 and 6 type of games you know you want those close games and know that your defense is going to hold their own and you just have to worry about the offense and um i mean knowing dennis allen as much as we know him because when he was with the uh, oakland raiders at the time uh as the defensive coordinator uh he wasn't great and he was also the uh head coach at one point too so mm-hmm. you know it, Listen, I mean, Dennis Allen, we know he's not the greatest. We know he likes to blitz a lot and he puts a lot of pressure and it helps that they have some guys who can really can do that, but they don't really have guys who can be consistent at at the defensive position. And so that's why I picked the Buccaneers. I believe you had the Buccaneers winning as well, correct? Yeah, I did. So I just, you know, I, the saints are going to have to find a quarterback. I think they already have one, to be honest. I think they should keep Winston, get rid of Taysom Hill, or, I mean, if they want to keep him, whatever, but I think it's a lot, a lot of money for a guy who's not going to play the position that he wants to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, it was just, it was, it was sad, but um, I figured Tampa was going to win that game, but it made me really concerned going into this green Bay game. Um, mm-hmm. This Packers team their defense is really good. That Jair Alexander, I mean, I knew he was good, but boy, mm-hmm. I think all game long, he gave up negative three yards. <laughs> yeah. So, well, also, too, though, so, too, though, I mean, yes, he's a very talented cornerback, and there's been stats that shows when he locks up with a number one receiver, he's done really well. I will say, though, although the same thing with – 
Tampa Bay having a very good defensive showing was because of an older Drew Brees that, you know, look, was playing like a guy that said he was done after this game and, you know, it was done. And then um, obviously Jared Goff was not 100%. I imagine if Jared Goff was able to be more effective throwing the ball down the field, I think the game would have been closer. I still believe the outcome would have been the same with Green Bay, but I feel like a handicap Jared Goff was just, you know, a surefire thing for Green Bay to know that they were going to win. They just, their job was just not to mess it up. So, you know. Did you watch the Packers and Rams game? I watched like, I watched the um third quarter and parts of the fourth quarter and you can just tell like progressively throughout the game especially like when i was turning it on for the second half you can tell that jared goff had to slowly throw the ball down the field he was he was basically doing screens nothing nothing further than five yards and then he would have one throw like eight yards and then hopefully the receiver can turn it up he definitely went to um robert woods a lot like in the flat and outside Cam got a lot of good runs, but um, once essentially Green Bay was able to kind of sit down and and basically challenge Goff to throw it down the field, they weren't the same team. Like, granted, he still had some good throws, but he mm-hmm. wasn't able to continue doing it because, and obviously, you can tell with his with his thumb basically being three weeks out of surgery, he was just yeah. doing what he could, and you know, and it felt like the whole time Green Bay was in control of that game. At no point did I think Green Bay it was going to slip out of their hands because even when the Rams would drive and they would get in scoring position, they would either do a field goal or a touchdown. Green Bay went right back and scored like that. Like it was yeah. nothing. And it just felt yeah. like that Green Bay had this game and it was just up to them not to give it up. So I, I will give it to Matt LaFleur. Um, they really confused that Rams defense. And and actually that Rams defense was the number one defense. Uh, you were saying mm-hmm. they were behind They're They're actually the number one defense. So they confused them a lot. Um, I know there was one play that everyone keeps showing uh, about Devontae Adams, uh, you know, going in motion on that touchdown that he caught. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were saying, oh, Jalen Ramsey, he messed up and he's just trying to make. No, Jalen Ramsey was right in that in that instance of he knew and you could see him kind of say something um, and it looked like he was trying to get the attention of the other uh, cornerback to kind of shift over so you know that way he wasn't caught off guard and uh, so by the time they threw that touchdown or whatever Ramsey finally got there and he turned right to the guy and was pissed and that's what he was pissed about because he was he had to go around the whole defense so he was like hey switch switch, switch and they weren't switching so mm-hmm. um, to me that game actually felt a lot closer than what the final score said um, the Packers really really weren't pulling away like you said when the Rams scored um you know then the Packers would go and score but if they Rams didn't score it just seemed like the Packers weren't doing anything but granted the Packers did go down a couple of times and and you know they had a couple of big runs here and there and and that's what really sealed the game um but the two-point conversion I was I was with my my in-laws who are um Rams fans and um they were asking, they're like, you know, do you go for two? Do you go for two when they scored their uh, the touchdown that made it uh, 16 to, uh, I think it was 24 at the time. Or now I can't think of what it was. 16 to 22. No, you know what? It, it was 25. They had 25. That's why. They, okay. So um, it was 16 to 25. And they're like, do you go for two here? And I was like, I don't know, man. I wouldn't. I just kicked the field goal. Um 
you know, and then because if you if you don't convert here, now you put yourself in a hole where you have to score every touchdown you score now, it has to be a two-point conversion. And the two-point conversion play that they had was absolutely phenomenal. It, I was like, when they made it, they were like, oh, don't go for two. And I was like, yeah, don't go for two unless you have a play like that. I didn't know mm-hmm. they had that, you know. <laughs> that was an amazing play. And honestly, on that on that conversion, it really felt like the Rams were going to come back mm-hmm. um, and, and really do something. But um, unfortunately, they, they couldn't get anything going after that. That was their best play. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Cody, you you think the Packers are winning this game? Yeah, they're gonna. I think they're gonna win this game. I've, I I don't have like a really a score to predict. If I had to say, no, I'd I, say yeah. I'd say we're looking at high thirties, mid forties for each team, and I think it's gonna it's gonna be a very good good Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers matchup. But Tom Brady's, I mean, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers on a whole nother level talent wise and arm strength than Drew Brees, and I think Tampa Bay is going to get a gut check real quick and i think tom brady and his 43 year old arm are going to have to try to win the game and i think um it's going to be very difficult um because i think green bay just they're just rolling on all cylinders right now and they've got the momentum on their side even though tom brady has the illustrious legacy and all that stuff i see this as aaron Rodgers' year and i i really like green bay in this matchup yeah uh, you know what? If you would have asked me on Sunday or even Monday who was going to win, I would have. I probably would have picked the Buccaneers. But as I was sitting back and really thinking about that, uh, that's why I've been talking about it a lot. The the Packers and Rams game. I, I I like the Packers. I mean, <laughs> even though they they gave up a lot of the run plays, the Buccaneers they don't run a lot, and when they do, they don't look great. And um Jair Alexander like I said that dude is a beast I mean I don't I don't like this Packers defense as a whole but Mm -hmm. the the main guys you know I trust Alexander on Evans Godwin Brown whoever you want him on Mm -hmm. I trust him you know I'd put an island uh, with all three of them and have him guard all three of them at once like I would still pick him like yeah he's that good um you know, I like the signing that they got with uh, Blake Martinez from the Giants. Uh, he's been he's been really well. And then their pass rushers, uh, Zadarius Smith, mm-hmm. that dude really came alive in last week's game. And it's not like he was going against some you know lackluster uh, left tackle. He's going against Andrew Whitworth, who yeah is might be slower, of course, but the he's dude, a veteran. Mart, he's one of the mm-hmm. best guys in the league still, and. It just seemed like Whitworth had a a, a hard day mm-hmm. um, against him, and so uh, I really like this Packers team. And I, I think in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, he's got a lot of momentum. I think right now he's the MVP of the NFL. I think Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to pull it out, and mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think it's going to be 30, 40 points put up. Yeah. All right, Cody. The other game is the AFC Championship game. It's on CBS. Uh, that game is going to be at 3.40 p.m. Uh, first AFC Championship appearance since 93 for the Buffalo Bills. So this is going to be a really cool game. Uh, we don't know the stature on Patrick Mahomes other than basically everyone feeling like he's going to play. We don't know if he's going to be 100%, but I'm pretty sure he is going to play. So, Cody, who do you think is going to be winning and why? So last week I predicted the Browns and actually my prediction almost came true, except the Browns just weren't able to contain Chad Henney. Never thought I'd say that, 
but it is the Browns, so I guess I'm not really that surprised to. But for the most part, in this matchup, I really like the Bills. I love Josh Allen. I love Stefan Diggs. I, I really, really love this offensive team. My concern is this defense. Um, you know, they they were able to keep the Ravens in check for the most part, but Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, especially Patrick Mahomes, is even healthier, even on the field, I'll say, because he doesn't really beat you with his feet. He beats you with his arm. Yeah. I think that the Bills have a really tough matchup. And, you know, I don't know how I can bet against uh, Patrick Mahomes a second time. I mean, the Browns were the closest thing I can think of because they had the run game and, you know, they could get hot. Their defense is decent. The Bills, I don't think their defense is better. I don't think it's worse. But I think, you know, AFC Championship game at home at, uh, in Kansas City. I mean, I got Patrick Mahomes on this one, but I do think it's going to be a pretty close game. I don't think the Chiefs defense is going to, you know, hold Josh Allen to some pedestrian number. I think he'll still do what he does. I still think that Stefan Diggs will, you know, get a bunch of catches and yards. I just think that Patrick Mahomes and that offense, they're going to just, they're going to put the pressure on them early and it's going to cause Josh Allen and the, and the Bills to, throw the ball a lot to where they've abandoned the run game. They're not balanced. And I think here the Chiefs are going to get out to a big lead and they're going to start getting creative with the runs and the and the passes. And I think this is going to be basically an Andy Reid type game where he's going to get the team back to the Super Bowl for a potential repeat. So that's my that's what I'm thinking in this game. Yeah, you know, you brought up a good point. The Bills win against the Ravens, um, you know, pretty much shutting down uh the ravens offense but the thing is is the ravens are pretty one-dimensional you know they're they're mainly a run offense and um you know their 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 passing offense isn't that great um and you're probably if you're the baltimore ravens you're probably going to be going for a wide receiver in the draft i mean you're probably going to get a playmaker because uh, they thought that was going to be Hollywood Brown. Obviously, they didn't work out for them. So um, now the Bills are going to the complete opposite offenses that they got to face. So they win, the Bills went against an offense that pretty much only runs. or only You really only have to really worry about the run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now they're going against a team where they really have to worry about the pass and their run game can really get going um, once that pass game is really working as well. So um, it's, and it's a different dynamic. The Chiefs have like three running backs they can throw out there. They have Clyde Edwards, Elaire. They have Le'Veon Bell, who you and I said, you know, Bell needs to be out there a little bit more. Um, I know Williams was having, Daryl Williams was having a a good game. but, you know, I think Le'Veon Bell is, is so talented. Like, it to me is bizarre that he's not out there. Like, it's not like he was having bad years with the Jets. I mean, he wasn't having the years he was having in Pittsburgh, but that's to be, you know, understandable. Um, and and with the Chiefs, we felt like this was a way better team for him. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I'm very surprised that Bell is not more – implemented in the offense but uh having said all that um even with maybe not a hundred percent patrick mahomes last year i had him in fantasy so i actually watched a lot of chiefs games um that was when i had uh sunday nfl ticket as well mm-hmm. um which i missed so bad anyway <laughs> um watching patrick mahomes he came off his uh his knee injury 
uh, came back, the, his first game back, and he didn't look great, but he still was really making those throws. And it was quite incredible. And that's when I was like, man, this guy's different. Like, he may not win MVP this year because at that time, Lamar Jackson was, he was going off. Mm-hmm. But Patrick Mahomes, the guy is is special. I mean, even as a Raider fan, I don't I don't feel weird saying that. That guy is so good. Um, and even though he's broken down, I, I still think that the Chiefs are going to win this game. I really like the Bills. I'm going to be rooting for the Bills wholeheartedly. I love Josh Allen. I actually said on the podcast here that. Maybe the Raiders should go after him, have him uh, back up um, Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we went after, uh, I believe that was the Cleveland Farrell pick that we got. Right. So, I mean, I was right. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, though, I, I've always liked Josh Allen. I was so bummed that he didn't go to Fresno State. Uh, he ended up going to Wyoming and, and that wasn't on him. That was, that was on Fresno state. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his, you know, I, I want him to succeed and, and so far he is. Um, but man, you can tell the difference with that Stefan Diggs. I mean, yeah. from last year to this year, that Stefan Diggs accusation or accusation, uh, <laughs> accusation, uh, acquisition there you go that's the word um (laughs) he's not being accused of anything um you know was huge for them um but the only thing that really worries me about that bills is the bills defense isn't as good as it was last year Mm -hmm. um they really don't have a, a, a a great pass rusher they have some good guys who can you know can put some pressure on the quarterbacks here and there um, they have re- a really good secondary. I like their secondary, but uh, do I trust them against a Chiefs offense? I, I don't. I I think they're still going to be able to get carved up. Um, and also, they have no run game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Moss and Singletary. I don't know what happened to Devin Singletary. He last year was really good. Uh, this year he started off pretty good, and then they just started throwing in that Moss guy. And I don't know if it was because they pulled him. I don't know what happened, but Singletary is not the same. Mm-hmm. Moss doesn't really get going either. It's there's no run. I mean, the run game is Josh Allen. And mm-hmm. I think if you're the Chiefs, you're gonna live and die by letting Josh Allen throw the ball. I think I think that's what you're gonna have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, keep him contained in the pocket, make sure he cannot run. Um you know, I mean, don't make them comfortable back there, but, you know, um, you know, have these, uh, have these pass rushers, you know, do that contain and have the DTs, you know, stay in the middle, uh, mm-hmm. you know, keep that line and, and make sure that Allen has really nowhere to run. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the Chiefs defense, I felt like got exposed late in the game, mm-hmm. um, you know, against the Browns because Mayfield was was getting uh you know Landry it seemed like Landry was catching a ball every other pass um Nujoku got involved uh Hooper had a had some big catches um you know I honestly I know this might be uh, honestly it might be a hot take I think we saw that the Browns missed Odell Beckham Odell Beckham would have been such a, a different dynamic in that game late in the game would have mm-hmm. helped him a little bit more uh 
you know, I know that he hasn't had a great repertoire with um, with uh, Mayfield, but I think in that game specifically, you kind of saw it there. So um, I don't know. It, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a close game, but like you said, it's hard to to bet against the Chiefs, and I'm gonna pick the Chiefs in this game. All right, guys. So we're gonna take a break, and after the break, we are gonna be talking some Raiders football. That's right. And <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. The coffee, uh, and then the uh, Lakers basketball as well. So we'll see you in a second. All right, guys, thanks for coming back. Um, not like you had really much anywhere else to go. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we're on the radio. Uh, get it together, Andrew. Anyway, um, Cody, we have seen a lot of talk about this. This Deshaun Watson thing is, has been nuts. Mm-hmm. It's been Nuts, man um he hasn't officially said he wants to be traded mm-hmm. um but there's a whole lot of teams that are that are trying to make a trade to get deshaun watson yeah uh a team that we follow very closely and that we talk about all the time here on the podcast is the raiders mm-hmm. and especially after the tweet today because we're recording this wednesday inauguration day yada 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 uh, car posted something on Instagram. It looked like a, a looked like a bulletproof vest. Turns out it was a it was a weight training vest, but it had an American flag and it was you know in camo. Um, so it was camo. a little bit signals. Yes. So a lot of people were like, "We need to trade them now." Anyway, I'm not going to get into all the all how I feel about it or not. But especially after that, a lot of people are really well, a lot of Raider Nation fans are talking let's trade for uh deshaun watson mm-hmm. and now here's the thing i i have i'm a huge fan of Derek carr there's i i don't think anyone ever has questioned that um and i i said it i think last week or a couple of weeks ago i think deshaun watson is a better quarterback i i don't think that's a, that's not a debate mm-hmm. but my argument is simply has been simply this we don't need a quarterback we have a good quarterback. We have a guy who can take us to the promised land if we have a full team. And it's been our defense that has killed us, has absolutely killed us, Cody. Um, and so that's my argument. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all seriousness, I mean, I, I, that is serious, but Cody, what do you feel like? Do you feel like the Raiders should possibly make a trade for Deshaun Watson, um, or do you think we need to do some other things? I feel like if we were to to waste our time with trying to trade for Deshaun Watson, it would be an absolute middle finger to Raider Nation and to be blind to what is clearly what we need, and that's defense. Yeah. And I and I'm not here to advocate that Derek Carr is the quarterback I want forevermore because if if honestly if there was no sort of you know exchange of assets that we would need to do in other words trade for him let's say if it was just signing Deshaun Watson we're not giving up anything but we get to upgrade the quarterback position over Derek Carr yeah I would choose Deshaun Watson over Derek Carr I don't think there's any question there's a reason why Deshaun Watson was drafted higher than Derek Carr you know, I don't I don't think anyone is dumb enough to claim that. However, 
I don't think that Derek Carr was necessarily the problem with the Raiders this season. Granted, did he make some mistakes? Sure. I mean, he did what every quarterback would do. But at the end of the day, clearly it was the defense. I mean, defense, defense, defense. Why are we going to give up valuable assets for a player we already have (laughs) and not address the things that we need to do? Like, how about we look at figuring out how to get C.J. Mosley from the Jets? an all pro linebacker who elevates a defense. We need a linebacker. We need a linebacker that is intelligent, stops the run. We need some cornerbacks that don't give up big plays. We need a front four. We need some defensive ends. We need so much more than a quarterback. And now if we're going to give, and now I will say this, if we were to trade Derek Carr and some assets to get back some players, defensive players that makes us better, and we're going to do like a bridge quarterback deal with Marcus Mariota. I would hate that decision, but I'd understand it. That's one thing I would be like, you know what? I get it. Like we need, we have the assets yeah. to do it. We improve the defense. Our offense remains the same. Mariota is a decent quarterback. I think it's a wash between him and Carr. But for the most part, I'd understand that. I would not understand why you would get Deshaun Watson over defensive needs. And I don't know if the Raiders are going to address it in free agency. I don't know if they'll do it in the draft. I just think that this is a distraction for the Raiders if they even entertain this. I mean, I'm sure they're doing their due diligence. I mean, what team wouldn't do it? But to even entertain this seriously, to even make this decision would be, like I mentioned, like a middle finger to Raider Nation of what our obvious needs are, clearly. I mean, we fired our defensive coordinator you know, two thirds into the season because we had an apparent problem. We lost games to teams that we should have beaten because of our defense. So, I mean, that's, that's how it is in my opinion for the Raiders. I, I hope that we don't cut our nose off to spite our face, but uh, you know, that Deshaun Watson is not what we need. That's the bottom line for me. Yeah. I mean, Kind of like what you said here. We fired our defensive coordinator. What? We're, we fired our defensive coordinator for a quarterback? Like, yeah. Uh, okay. Those two don't come into contact at all. Like, if this was if, it was if this was a COVID thing, those are sixteen feet apart. I mean, it's not even <laughs> six feet apart. They have, they're not even close to each other. Um. So, yeah, I. I like Derek Carr. I think I think he's fine. Uh, I don't see. I when I say fine, it sounds like he's bad. Um, <clears throat> he's good. He's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He, you know, as much as yes, I would love to have a Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson doesn't make this team much better. I mean, maybe we're nine and seven instead of eight and eight. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't think it's worth it. And exactly what you're saying, like. We're going to give up a lot. We have to get the Texans want draft picks. That that's mm-hmm. that's the issue. If they just wanted quarterback for quarterback, yes, we would do that in a heartbeat. But it's not quarterback for a quarterback. It's a quarterback and they're going to want some draft picks and then we'd probably also give them Carr to be honest. Mm-hmm. And so not only are we losing Carr who knows the offense in and out and getting Deshaun Watson who would have to learn the offense and there has been multiple people who say John Gruden's offense is not the easiest. to. It took three years for Derek Carr to look like he knew this offense in and out. Mm-hmm. Like it took him three years and he was healthy all three. It's not like he was missing, 
games or he, you know, was out for a full year. He was there in all these games and it took him three years. And if you're a Derek Carr hater, you can be like, well, that's why we need to get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. No, there's been multiple quarterbacks who have said that John Gruden's offense is pretty difficult to understand and you're not going to get it the first year. So you having Deshaun Watson come in actually might make the Raiders take a step back. He might make some amazing plays where we'd be like, wow, Derek Carr wouldn't have made that, but it won't make a difference on the record. And Mm -hmm. that is the issue. We're a good team. We're good on offense. If Henry Ruggs can step up and and play a little bit better um, and, you know, actually be on the field, um, you know, that he is scary. I mean, we saw what he can do against the Chiefs. I mean, he was ridiculous. Uh, Josh Jacobs, when the passing game is really going, he he turns into another level. I think um, I like Ingold in the offense. I think he works really well. Waller, he's a freaking beast. I mean, some might argue he's he's at least top. I mean, he's definitely top three. He might be top two mm-hmm. uh, tight end in the game right now. Um, you know, obviously with, with Kittle being out, he definitely was number two this year for sure. Cause uh, Kelsey was, was still really good, but anyway, um, you know, and then Nelson Aguilar who couldn't even be on the roster on the Eagles. That's the other thing is Derek Carr turned Nelson Aguilar, who was a joke in Philadelphia. There's literally a meme about Nelson Aguilar because there were some burning babies in in an apartment and they were catching them unlike Aguilar. I mean, yeah. there's literally a meme about this guy in Philadelphia and he goes to Las Vegas where no one had expectations for Aguilar at all. And he not only led the team in, um, in uh, uh, receiving, was it receiving yards? Now I'm blanking. No. He no. led him in. T- he led him in touchdowns. 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 Sorry, he led them in, in in receiving touchdowns. The guy, he just all of a sudden had a resurgence. It's it, it, it's crazy to me that people think that Carr is a problem when you have guys like Darren Waller who was on Baltimore who could barely make the roster. Then he goes to Las Vegas and starts thriving there with Derek Carr. Um, you can make a case. Well, Henry Ruggs. Well, Ruggs was injured a lot this year. He really didn't play a lot. So it was kind of hard for Carr and him to really have a good connection. Uh, Hunter Renfro, this guy, yeah, he played with Deshaun Watson. He wasn't even a big part of the offense, but they liked him because they knew that's what that was a guy that Carr could really go to and trust. So Carr is not the issue. It has exactly what you said. Has he made mistakes? Absolutely. He's made some dumb mistakes. Every quarterback has. Aaron Rodgers made mistakes. Patrick Mahomes has made mistakes. Tom Brady. Every quarterback makes mistakes throughout the year. It's not why we were 8-8. Eight and eight. The reason we were 8-8 eight and eight is because our defense completely collapsed the last, like, six, seven games. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were 6-3. and three. We went – we lost – five out of our next eight games after that that's that's ridiculous i can make the argument that we need a new coach before we needed a new quarterback and if anything i feel like and i mentioned this a couple episodes ago i feel like we're about a season or two away from just hitting the restart button on everything from head coach to quarterback because 
clearly what we thought would be a good marriage between John Gruden and Carr hasn't turned out so well. And in all of John Gruden's coaching career, there's only been two seasons that he's had a decent defense, but every other time it's been a good offense and his team is barely a playoff team, even when they have a decent defense. And that was when the Raiders were, um, I think it was Oh one or, or no, it wasn't Oh one. It was in 2000. And that was the year that we went against the Patriots and had the tuck rule. Our defense was pretty good there, obviously with Charles Woodson and a couple of other defensive players. That was probably the best Raider defense he's ever coached. And then the only other good defense that he coached was Tampa Bay's in, in uh, 02 when they went to the Super Bowl. And by the way, that wasn't even his defense. That was Tony Dungy's defense. And that's who won him the Super Bowl. Other yeah. than that, he's had the worst defenses compared to his offense, which means like, I guess what I'm saying is like, there's evidence that shows that he doesn't produce, he doesn't have good defense on his team. So what made us think that this was going to change? Yeah. So I, I would say I would say we're closer to a John Gruden and Derek Carr divorce in the sense of like one or both is going before we get Watson. And maybe if we don't improve on the defense, maybe we need it, you know, because clearly like we've gone four or five years of bad defense and what's the same thing? Bad defense. That doesn't mean that we need a new quarterback because Derek Carr has had career highs in a lot of things the last few years and offensively good. But when we give up leads and when we blow leads in the late end of the fourth quarter, when we need our defense to stand up, that doesn't tell me we need a new quarterback. That tells me we need a, <laughs> we need a new defense. That doesn't say anything like Derek Carr should have threw one extra touchdown. Well, how about the defense stop a touchdown and then we didn't need the <laughs> touchdown. Like, you know, there's two, yeah. there's two sides of the ball here. You know, like even with Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes would probably be an eight and eight team even if they had a subpar defense like what we had, because they'd be giving up leads and Patrick Mahomes be throwing them to touchdowns. You know, I think that Patrick Mahomes is success successful as he is, is because he has Andy Reid and he has a good defense, not great, good defense. But yeah. you know, if you put him in a bad defense with the Raiders, he's probably eight and eight too. You know, yeah. maybe nine and seven or ten and six because he's willing the team to victory. But again, the defense is blowing it majority of the time. Yeah. So to give up assets, draft picks that we can build with or use to trade for something we need, we shouldn't be giving those up for something for a position that's not really important right now in the sense of like, we don't need to replace it. You know, yeah. it's, it was working just fine. We don't need really an upgrade. It's not like we're our Super Bowl team top to bottom with defense and offense. It's just our quarterback makes bad mistakes. That's not where we're at, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's insanity. I mean, this is why fans don't run teams. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This I mean, is why you and honest. I just do this on a zoom call. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. It, it just right now, it doesn't make any sense. And if, if you're going to get rid of car, I think it would make more sense to get rid of Gruden and car than just car. So yeah. I, I agree with you on that front. I'm not ready to say get rid of Gruden yet. And so that's ergo. I'm not ready to get rid of car, but, um, you know, I think also um, you make a good point. Like, what what has what has Gruden done uh, with with uh, defenses other than getting inherited a really great defense in, in Tampa? Hasn't done anything. So uh, it could very easily be put the blame on him. And he is the head coach, so he, he kind of needs some of that blame. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's running the show. All right. All right. So enough. Football talk. Uh, that way I don't get so upset. 
<laughs> We're let's talk about the Lakers. Um, you know, the Lakers having a good, excuse me, having a really good season. Um, but uh, the last game, which was on Monday, um, which I actually watched, they played the uh, uh, Golden State Warriors. I was going to say Tampa Bay Warriors because I'm still <laughs> football. Um, they played the Golden State Warriors. They lost by two, and they were up at one point by 19 points. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Cody, this loss to the Warriors, does it concern you for the Lakers moving forward? No, I, I'm not concerned for the Lakers at all moving forward. I mean, if we want to make a fuss about it, you know, I could say, you know, it's pretty odd that they're four and four at home, but yet they're undefeated on the road. Maybe that's <laughs> just because we're just focused more focused on the road. And yeah, but you know, I'm not, I mean, this is in my opinion, an outlier. The Warriors had a really good game. I mean, I'm looking at stats right now. 80 had 17 rebounds, seven assists, but only 17 points. Um, he shot six of 16. That's not the greatest shooting night. LeBron James, literally the exact same stat, six of 16. They each missed a couple of field goals. LeBron only had five assists and five rebounds, and he only had 19 points. So, you know, it just, you know, offensively, it wasn't there for Le- for LeBron and AD. I mean, Schroeder still had 25 of his own. Kuzma had 15. Harold had 17. So, I mean, we were still scoring. We were keeping up with them. Um, you know, we shot nine of 29 from three while they went 12 of 37 from three. So there's not that much of a difference. And we lost only by two points. Um, yeah. You know, I will say that this is a pretty big step, though, for the Warriors in terms of confidence. I will say that, and you're, and you've pointed this out before we recorded too, that Kelly Ubrick has been looking really complimentary to Steph Curry. But I will also say that Steph Curry is looking like the MVP front runner. It'll be very disappointing to see, like maybe the Warriors will probably be barely over 500 by the time the season's over. They'll probably be fighting for an eighth or a seventh seed in the West, which I very well could see that happening. Mm-hmm. But I think this j- just shows more like Steph Curry's just, you know, the rain, he's going to probably be uh, top three in the MVP, maybe even bring it home. And it's because he's doing what LeBron does is he wills his teams to win. They have no business of being competitive and yet he, you know, they win. And I think that's the kind of player that Steph Curry is. So I'm not at all worried with the Lakers. I think that they'll be just fine. The next game that they have, I'm not sure when it comes up. I think it's tomorrow night. They'll be just fine. They'll get back on track because each time that they have lost, they've actually gone on a win streak. So before we lost this game, obviously we were on a five-game win streak. And when we lost, we were actually lost from a four-game win streak on that point. So when we lose, we go on a good run, uh, we go on a good win streak and then carry on. Like I mentioned, it's just an outlier. But I will say that this more or less shows that you know the Warriors and Steph Curry are just phenomenal together. And you know he's probably going to win the MVP, and he's going to get them into the playoffs by hook or by crook. So that's my that's my take on this one. Yeah, um, you know, it was a little concerning because, you know, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, I mean, it's kind of silly to say they didn't really have that good game. And, you know, they both almost scored 20 points each. Uh, Dennis Schroeder had a really good game. He was he was just – he was on one. Uh, Kuzma had, like, two points in the first half, and then the second half he just, like, hit, like, three straight threes in a row and – uh, will you know got uh, 15 points and he's actually been doing well on the rebound side. Um, you know Harold, uh, when he was on the floor with Schroeder, they had a really good um one-two punch with each other. So, uh, that was encouraging. But for the most part, uh, you know KCP was you know kind of flat. 
Marcus all same thing. He really didn't do much. Caruso had a lot of minutes in that game. You know, he wasn't, I mean, he was serviceable at best. Um, but yeah, the main one, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, they really weren't themselves. Um, you know, you, you said to me and, um, you, you know, that you just thought that they weren't giving it their all. They were kind of, kind of just taking it, you know, play by play and seeing how everything's, how everything was shaken out. Uh, do I think LeBron missed the shot, the last second shot on purpose? No, I think he was trying to make it, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like he's on the floor going, oh, I think I want to miss this one. You know, yes, mm-hmm. of course. You know, they're trying when they're on there, but, you know, how much energy are you going to give out? And I just feel like, I just felt like they weren't trying to give as much energy. Schroeder was doing well. Um, <clears throat> Harold had a, had a decent game. Kuzma was starting to catch fire, so... Um, you know, they let those guys go and see what they could do. And unfortunately it turned out they lost. And also too, Kelly Oubre had a really, really good game. Like that was the first game that he was actually hitting threes. Um, so as much as you can be mad at the Lakers, you could also say, well, Kelly Oubre finally got out of a funk that he was in. A lot of people were saying bench the guy and Mm -hmm. he went off. I mean, he played more minutes out of anyone. He had 37 minutes. Steph Curry only had 35 minutes. So, um, you know, and, and like you said, though, I mean, Curry is, is uh, just filthy. I mean, he hit a, a clutch three over Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis gave him way, way too much um, room. And I feel like I was I was thinking about when he made that shot. I was like, if this were a playoff game, Anthony Davis would be a lot closer. But he was giving Steph. He basically he gave Steph the three. He was like, mm-hmm. "You're not going to get a close three. I'm going to be right there. So you want to shoot a kind of a, your your signature deep three? I'm going to give it to you." And I think he did give it to him, and he just so happened to make it. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not too upset. I'm not too worried. I mean, Pascal, um, uh, their bench player, he played 19 minutes, had um, 19 points, so efficient. Uh, guy, you know, they have a decent bench and Draymond Green, Draymond Green. I mean, he had nine assists, eight rebounds, seven points. I mean, that's where he, when he does, when he's close to a triple double, uh, the, the Warriors seem to do really well. And he was really good defensively. And he was coaching up Wiseman too, who, um, actually didn't play as much as, as Looney, but, um, you and I were talking off camera. Uh, we like Wiseman. I mean, I, I like James Wiseman. He's a rookie. He's going through a rut right now. He's going to get it together because he has a teammate like Steph Curry who's going to keep encouraging. He's got a teammate mm-hmm. like Draymond Green who's going to make sure that he's in the right spot at the right time defensively. And I think this is one of those teams that could get, you know, the eighth, seventh, possibly sixth uh position in in the uh in the west in the playoffs and do i think they're going to make it to the play nba finals i don't think they're there mm-hmm. but i do think they could you know mess around and beat a a better team in the first round and maybe second round but uh you know that's about it but uh, yeah this is a good warriors team they're finally catching they're they're starting to catch their groove and we hit them at the at the right time and and the lake and the lakers you know, we're letting their other guys play, and unfortunately, we lost. But I, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I still think the Lakers are definitely the favorite to win it all. Still, even I would still prefer them over, you know, even Brooklyn. I know that we talked about James Harden and 
you know, the big three hasn't won since they've been together. I mean, it's only been Harden and Durant that can do it. So I think, you know, easily they need to trade Kyrie Irving is the only solution. Clearly, you know, they <laughs> lost to Cleveland. So, you know, I want to say only in the NBA after one game, someone wants to be traded, but in the NFL, it does, it happens so often too. Just like, that's why I love baseball. Baseball kind of humbles me a little bit because, you know, football and basketball, it's so quick, like, Mm-hmm. especially like fantasy like fantasy uh fantasy football it's like oh this guy had a terrible game i'm, I'm done you know and you let him go real quick and then the next week he goes off and you're like oh god dang it right you know um so i i usually in in fantasy football i hang on to guys probably a little bit too long but i just i've it's happened to me so many times in every fantasy sport i mean fantasy basketball um actually my daughter who plays with us we she was talking because uh, she gets Kyrie Irving back and she gets um, uh, Morant, John Morant back. And I think Kimba Walker. Kimba Walker as well. So she had to drop a few players and there was a few players who were doing decent. And I was like, oh, you might need to drop Chris Paul. I mean, I know he's getting about 20 points, but, you know, John Morant can get you like 35, you know, and Chris Paul, he's maybe going to get that every now and then. And she was like, I don't know. That's a lot of points, dad. And I was like, no, no, trust me. Get rid of it. You know, and then I was like, Kyrie, I mean, I'm kind of wanting you to drop Kyrie, but (laughs) kind of can't. I mean, you know, you never know what's going to happen with him. So anyway, it's just kind of funny. Like she, she's kind of got that mindset of, oh, are you sure dad? Like, should we, like, she doesn't want to drop anyone. I mean, she's six, granted. So she feels like, you know, we're dealing with, she feels like we're actually dropping them from the team. Like we own them. (laughs) We're going to have to let you go, Kyrie. Um, So that's kind of how she takes it. It's kind of funny because I'm like, just drop it, just drop. And I was like, you know, thinking about, you know, that's how I am with fantasy baseball. Like you get these guys who like get into just like a weird funk and like for, like 15 straight games they're just like they get maybe two hits out of those 15 games and you're like oh man i i don't know if i can handle it but like you're like they're gonna get in the hot streak and then they do and you're like oh i'm glad so uh it's just kind of funny like you kind of you just, just gotta be patient you gotta, gotta be patient gotta be patient it's hard to especially in basketball so you brooklyn net fans you know be a little patient it's <laughs> literally one game it went to double overtime, and then you guys lost, so it wasn't really all that bad, okay? This Cavaliers team is not actually uh, the Cavaliers team of last year. This is a, a decent Cavaliers team. Actually, I mean, they have, like, six big men that they can just put out on the court, so this is a good defensive team. They're kind they, of that's rem- what they should do. They're almost <laughs> kind of constructed similar to, like, Portland Trailblazers where they – drafted like a one and a two combo guard that can do either one like for example Lillard and McCollum they can kind of switch either one Sexton and Garland when he's healthy they're like very similar in that way and then basically Portland has a lot of big guys that are that are just kind of long and that can play a lot of a lot of different positions and what does Cleveland have almost the same kind of layout the only thing is I would say Drummond for some reason it's been this really good offensive player but he was like terrible in Detroit. So it's like, oh, what happened, man? Like you couldn't do nothing. And now you're like a 30 and 20 guy. Now you want to do something? Yeah. Right. So they should just have like Jared, like when um, Love comes back, they should have Love. Like in the fourth quarter when they're on defense, call a timeout, get Love out there, get 
Drummond out there, get Jared Allen out there. You're just you're you're already you're already winning. <laughs> no one's getting to the hoop. <laughs> they have to hit a three. <laughs> That's so funny. That would that would be the worst defense. <laughs> that would be they would be like they minus. Would all be, they would all be in the paint and they would just be like, "You're gonna give me the wide open three? All right. <laughs> and they would have no fast breaks. <laughs> no yeah, one's running the floor on that yeah. one. <laughs> they would have to call it like right when they get a rebound. Time out. Time out. You'd have to make sure you have like three timeouts. Yeah. No, that, that would be That's, so funny to see. I hope they do at least one game. Just have all the big men out there. Like if a team needs. Like, if they're only down by one, just put out all the big men and just see what happens, see what they can do. So <laughs> That's funny, yeah. All right, Cody, uh, I think I think we're all talked out. I know my wife is waiting for me, um, so it's, it's time for us to go, man. All right, I think you should close this out. Now, did you have any final thoughts before we go? No, no, I, 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 uh, I loved all the discussions. I don't think that there's anything else pressing. Um, very, very excited about um, the playoffs this weekend. And that's really what I'm excited to kind of watch and see. And I think it's going to be super entertaining. Yeah. So I, I, we're really fortunate to have some actually good quality football in the playoffs. So not having some team that's like terrible that snuck in by some <laughs> happens. Yeah. So glad Phillip Rivers isn't in the, playoffs any longer that'd be oh, thank god stress. yeah i don't even want to talk about it he retired good uh he should I, probably I settle him. down and have some kids or something you know <laughs> yeah I, I saw that someone <laughs> tweeted that <laughs> they're like oh it's good that he's gonna start settling down and probably have some kids <laughs> and you know what's funny i know now i'm on a tangent but i saw i saw his statement that he wrote and he was all at the very end, he goes, I want to thank my wife and my kids. And like, it looked like a, it looked like a whole sentence long. of just kids. <laughs> like, dude, how do you not look at that and go, Oh man, I got a lot of kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you not just be like, I probably should wrap it up next time. It's a, it's a good thing. He's a, <laughs> it's a good thing. He's made so much money that he can afford all that. Can you Matt? Oh that's man. True. That's true. So that's uh, a lot of, yeah. that's a lot of kids. That's a foot. That's like a football team and a half right there. I think he's got himself yeah. nearly a franchise. And I, you know, so uh, Phil Rivers, congratulations on your retirement. Um, never liked you. Never will. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh thank you guys so much for listening we do appreciate it uh sorry if you're a philip rivers fan but uh, i am not if you couldn't tell so uh but uh, we appreciate you guys listening to and listening to us anyway um go follow us on facebook twitter and instagram uh it is all drew code sports talk also go check out our youtube page uh subscribe and uh, Cody is is very good at uh, posting videos on there. We're trying to get at least two videos a week, if not at least just one. I should, I should say just one. Uh, but uh, you know, we we've been wanting to at least put out two and and uh, at least have a couple of content out there. But uh, the YouTube videos are really are really cool. They're broken down. So if you're if you don't want to listen to the whole show, you know, you can kind of listen to some of the. You can watch those, and you know, usually like maximum 10 minutes or something so uh it's not too bad of a watch and and just listen to what we say um but also you know uh like the videos comment on the videos with whatever you're feeling we always appreciate that dm us uh on twitter facebook or or instagram we want to hear from you guys uh any uh 
any questions or uh, maybe topics that you want us to hit on, please uh, let us know. We want to hear from you. Uh, speaking of liking and subscribing, uh, go check out our um, our podcast page um, all on all the major podcast forms. That's being uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, and Spotify. Uh, like, rate, and review on all of them. If it's a one star, tell us how we can get better. If it's a five star, uh, tell us what we're doing so we can cont- that you like, and so that way we can continue to do that. Uh, anything and everything does help, so please do that. Also, go check out our fnxfitness.com, uh, which is uh, great workout gear, great workout supplements. They are they sell out quick, man. Um, and I'm so excited for the spring stuff to come out. I'm really kind of looking forward to it. I'm kind of getting that bug to uh, to get some gear because I've been wanting some gear. I've been kind of holding off because I usually get the supplements. And now I'm kind of like, all right, I have the supplements. I haven't been able to use them <laughs> because we've been in quarantine. So I'm like, maybe I'll buy some gear. So uh, definitely go check them out. And actually, we can get you 15% off of your whole purchase. And Cody can actually tell you how to get that 15% off. Cody? All right, guys, go to DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. We have a link at the bottom of the page called Partners. So you click on that, and it has our a special link made for us specifically that you click on to go to FNXFitness.com. After you guys have done all your shopping for your supplements and your gear, like Drew had mentioned, and it's in your cart, when you check out, you want to use the promo code DrewCode15 to get 15% off your entire purchase. Um, they do actually have a pretty good clearance sale going on right now because they're obviously they're trying to get rid of their old collections and they're going to bring in spring pretty soon. When I was over at Drew's house this weekend, I saw his plethora of FNX fit supplements. So I have a majority of the gear. He's got the supplement. So I'm sure this year we're going to be buying the opposite of each other. So again, if you guys want any of that and want to, um, you know, take advantage of the discount code, it's Drew code. 15. And while you guys are at DrewCodeSportsTalk.com, actually at the bottom of our website, same area, you guys can actually leave us a topic or a suggestion that you guys want us to go over or just shoot us an email that says, hey, feel free to go on there. I've actually updated some of the website to where you guys can actually watch our YouTube channels, our YouTube videos on our website itself. And I have them broken down by playlists. So, you know, if you guys want to watch NFL, you guys want to watch baseball, you guys want to watch NBA, it's all broken down in a playlist. So all you guys got to do is click on the website and find it right then and there. And you guys can listen to full episodes of our web of our uh, podcast on there as well. So uh, we appreciate you guys for listening so much. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, like Drew mentioned, at Drew Code Sports Talk. So with all that being said, you guys, be safe out there. Don't forget to wear your mask. Uh, treat people kindly. Uh, be nice to one another. And with all that, we'll see you guys next week. Kuna Matana. <laughs> <laughs>